Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast today, Sunday, August 21, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we've come before your throne of grace. We have come, Father God, that you may teach us, that you may guide us. Above all, we have come to thank you for the blessings of the week, the blessings in our life, and for your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent to die for our sins, who made us righteous with you, Lord. We pray that this day, Lord, you use your word to touch, especially those who have not known your name, that they may know, they know the name of your Son, Jesus, the, name, the only name that saves And that those who have known your son's name and believed, but have backslidden because they have been giving their hearts to the God of this age, O God, that they may be restored to that same salvation knowledge, that same time, that thing that brought them to the cross, that they may have their way back to the cross and shun the gods of this world in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ on all who we hear and your blessings upon all who will share this message to as many as possible in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, our Father and our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. We, went, we plead with you to start a watch party. Don't watch our broadcast alone. If you have been following, why can't you click the share icon on your page? Always, and share to those in your group. Because if you watch faithfully, then why don't you invite others to have start a watch party? So that you can all watch together and after the broadcast, go through the scriptures and find out if these things are not so or if they are so. We encourage you. We encourage you. Today's topic. Jesus Christ, the only name that saves. If we don't preach him, if we don't live in accordance with his precepts, how will the world know? How will the unbeliever know? How will the backslider know that there are still those who are in faith? The outline. Jesus Christ is the light sent by God to reveal God to the nations. Number two. Jesus Christ is the only name that saves. Number three, the reason so many are blind, that's why you have so many billions of unbelievers in the world. Number four, why have so many believers stopped believing and followed other gods? Just like this Israeli nation before them. I don't mean the nation of Israel now. I'm talking of the Jews before, during the first century. We're going to sing a song which we started as we came on to this broadcast. More about Jesus. You can never know Jesus so much while you're on this earth. So the more you know him, the easier the walk. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ, the light to reveal God to the nations. Scripture, please. I read from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 35. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. 
the Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Praise the Lord for the reading and the hearing of his word. I'm going to pick verse 32. Hey, Jesus is the light to reveal God to the nations. Only the Son of God can reveal who Father is because he's his Father and he's been with him from day one. In fact, from eternity. 32b. No, sorry, 34, second part of the verse. This child, that's the time he was born. Simeon is telling Mary, the mother, and Joseph, the stepfather, and everyone who could hear. This child is destined to cause many in Israel, at the whole world, to fall. But he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God. But many will do what? Oppose him. 35a, that's 35, verse 35, first portion. His words, the words of God, the words of the Son of God will pierce and reveal the deepest thoughts of the hearts of human beings. Emmanuel, that's the name when the angel came to give the message to Mary, shall be called Emmanuel. Meaning God with us. That is in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. Meaning God has come to dwell with humans in the flesh for a period. And in John chapter 1 verse 29 we were told by the, 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 the John the Baptist. He is the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. A sin that left human beings condemned forever. God had to send his son to come and take away that sin, that blight, and restore human beings to his righteousness. On the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ atoned for that sin for which he came. That's why he came. And all who believe in him are made righteous before God. This grace, which is a free gift from God, it's available to every human being. Everyone. But you have to ask for it. Yet, many had to hear the name of the one who paid the price for their sins. You can tell them when you believe in God, everybody will agree. When you bring the name of Jesus, there's a problem. The one who paid the price. 
and promise eternal life for those who remain faithful. That name is hated. I mean the true Jesus. I'm not talking about the false Jesuses we are going to come across as we preach today. Ironically, the same ones who reject his name and message, love messages from the pits of hell, from Satan, from his agents, from principalities and powers, from false messiahs masquerading as pastors and overseers and prophets all over the world, from false Jesuses, from gods of this world, demons in all hue and cry, they will rather believe their message. So we travel far and wide to go and listen to some gurus. The same ones who reject his name. The only name that saves. The only one that came to give the light to the world, to show the world who Father God is. And show the way to eternal life. Before Christ's coming, some of Satan's agents, the evil spirits had held sway all over the whole world. They still hold sway over the world. But Israel, the called nation of God, couldn't resist the gods of the world. They say we are serving God, but they embrace Baal. That story. Even David, I mean, sorry, Solomon, even built a temple. Because he married a foreign wife. The queen of heaven. So many gods. The Israelites embraced to the consternation of all around because they couldn't differentiate between them and other nations around them. These evil spirits, all these gods they served, they claimed they were serving God. But they brought in others, you see. Yeah, we serve God, but they bring in the other ones to give us uh, fruits in the planting season. To give us uh, fruit of the womb. You know how many times they, you go to a church, they say, let's pray for fruit of the womb. So, this is the last listen. And believed those evil spirits. Embraced those gods and brought them in to join with God. That's what. They forgot the God that saved them from the Egyptian bondage. The same one that caused the race to part. The same one that sustained them for 40 years in the wilderness. The same one that caused the, 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 the seal of Jordan to part away so that they can enter the, the land he had promised them. The same ones that drove away the enemies. They forgot. That's what led to their fall. Those some of these evil spirits are still operating. I tell you, many of them are still operating. They didn't go back anywhere. They are still around. But the most dangerous of Satan's agents in this church age is what? Mammon. That's the God of this age. Satan is the God of this age, but he has an agent. Mammon is the most powerful because the world has embraced him. Mammon is the God responsible for money and wealth. He is the evil spirit behind money and wealth. Those of you talk of prosperity, worldly prosperity, remember. When you shout, you want me a prosperity, you are calling Mammon. You are not calling the Lord Jesus Christ. Mammon is evil spirit directing the activities, especially in the church groups that claim to be Bible believing, but are promoting worldly prosperity. Whichever church promotes worldly prosperity is serving Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord who died on the cross. But Mammon shouting to the rooftops. 
It is not by accident. Why did the Lord single out only one evil spirit? Throw us in the whole Bible to his followers. Because he knew that in the church age, especially in our time, when it's about to come, Mammon will seduce his followers. And many of his followers will fall because they're going to be running after wealth and money. They're going to be running after the flesh and forget the spiritual. You can't serve both spiritual and flesh. That's it. See, God or mammon. God is spiritual. Mammon is for the world. That's why he warned his followers to beware. You see, he told them, say, you cannot serve God and mammon. He said, serve God and Satan. Say, you cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and mammon or Satan. Sorry, or money or mammon. Mammon is a spirit behind the money that many are praying and chasing. Any doubt that Satan's last and most deadly poison is money, wealth. All you have to do is look at the temptation of Jesus Christ by Satan himself. What did he present him? He tempted him with the wealth of this world. Think about it. Those of you who promote wealth every time in the church. They are promoting Jesus Christ as saves. The one that died on the cross. You promote the world. The Lord didn't fall for it. But that can be said for so many who are falling. It's why those in leadership positions who continue to take their followers into Christless eternity. They sacrifice the name of Jesus Christ at the altar of wealth and, and power and fame. Those who fell forgot the Christ's admonition. What does it profit any man to gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his own soul or lose his life or her life? Why do you think he said so? What does it profit a man to what? That means the world, the worst world, and one life. One life in the eyes of God is higher than the worst world. Think about it. Those of you promote worldly prosperity. The reason we're going to shout against this is because it is the one demon, one instrument that has come to desecrate the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to say it and shout it. And if you're in such churches and you don't run out, you have yourself to blame if the Lord calls you home today. Number two, Jesus Christ is the only name that saves. It is, he is the only name. There's no other name under heaven given by which you can be saved. Scripture, please. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Praise the Lord. There is no other name. Only one person went to the cross. Not Mary. Not Joseph. Not Polycarp. Not John. Not James. Not all the saints everybody prayed to. When you pray is idolatry. You are praying to little gods. I know those people you are praying to incidentally. You are not praying to them. You are praying to demons. Because to the Lord, to the testimony, if you do not pray or do the things according to the word of God, you are doing the wrong things. We preach and promote Christ because him crucified and resurrected. We have no other thing to do. Why was this thing said? This was told by who? Peter. To the Sanhedrin, the Jewish highest council. In Acts chapter 4. That's where 
when they are, they are just uh, a, a, lame, a lame man had just risen on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And rather than celebrated the Jews, the Jewish council, brought them in to chastise them. And Peter led by the Holy Spirit told them that. That there is no other name under heaven. Even by which any human being can be saved. No other name, no other person, not now, not tomorrow. Only one name, Jesus Christ. Son of God, Yeshua, or Yeshua. His only name that saves sinners from the dungeons of Satan and gives a new life. He not only saves, but he also gives a new life. A life now that if you can harness it, will take you to eternal life. But unfortunately, many people stop there after they have been brought out from the dungeon. They don't understand that being saved or delivered from Satan's power does not mean that that person is not free to do whatever he or she likes. That's the start of the journey. Christ's salvation is continuous. From the moment from the dungeon, he now takes you in hand right unto the end. He gave us the Holy Spirit to teach us and to guide us so that those who are faithfully cleave to him hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we continue to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit until they see his face in glory. Praise the Lord. Number three. Let us now examine the reason so many people don't believe. Scripture, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Praise the Lord. Anybody who is physically blind cannot see. If you tell them that there's a skyscraper, they won't understand what you mean. In the same manner, spiritually, all unbelievers are in the grips of Satan. They have been blinded. They can't see. Unknown to unbelievers, most of the actions are directed by Satan and his demons. With so much glitter in the world, what many call fun, you know, enjoyment, Unbelievers never think of tomorrow. Think of those who died last night, drawn from one party and going home and crashing. They never ask themselves what will happen after today. They live for the moment. Tomorrow is immaterial. Looking at the way they live, one can be forgiven if one asks, do these people believe that they will never age? Or they will never die. That means, do they think they live forever? If they are young, are they going to be young forever? Because if not, somebody should be able to take a pause and say, what happens to me in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, if I'm still alive? The more foolish ones say there's no God. Sadly, those are the ones who think they're very smart. What are the very foolish ones who think there's no God? 
Satan has helped so many by raising many false religions. Many, if you don't want to believe the name of the Lord Jesus, there are so many people can believe and die for. He uses these religions to convince the adherents that there are so many roads to God, you know. Now why? They're telling you that forget that. There are so many you can get to God anyhow. But there's no other name under heaven by which we can what? Be saved. Other believers are so smug. They say they believe only in themselves, you know. They achieved everything they do in life. Their life is their own. You know, I believe they guess they draw from the sky. Unbelievers have not believed because there have been few who have presented the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What you have are adulterations of the gospel of Christ and then doctrines of demons. That's why many have not believed. And so Satan has used that blindness, that used that, that to blindfold and blind people. And so those of us who promote, I mean, those anybody who says a believer, but is promoting doctrines not in consonant with the doctrines of Lord Jesus Christ. Not those of us, anyone who is promoting that is part of the problem. So let us go to the next one. Why have so many believers stopped believing? Why did people start believing initially and then suddenly they stopped? And they start believing something else. Why? We're going to examine this scripture now. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Praise the Lord. You see why many believers stop believing? They started storing up treasures here on earth. They started pursuing the things of the world and neglected the things of the kingdom. And because they did that, their desires are for the things in the world and their hearts went far away from God. Next scripture please. Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 and 25. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Praise the Lord. No one can serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. That one has to be more priority to the other. The Lord is telling you and I who have followed him or who have believed that you have to hate one and love the other. Part of the two masters serving is yourself. If you've died with Christ by being masked and rising up with a new life in Romans chapter 6 verse 6, why then are you still pursuing the things of the world and your heart is there in the world instead of being on the Lord who has saved you? You can't join it. You can't have mammon or money joining with Christ. It is impossible. The moment you do it, you are done. The Lord is telling us in verse 25, don't worry about the things of this life. It doesn't mean you shouldn't Go out to look for food for yourself and your family or to work. You have to do it. But your mind should not be on those things. 
You do them, but you know whom you have believed. You are not going to allow the distractions of the world. Or where your prayer is always about God, give me this, give me that, give me that. No. Rather, I should be, give me those things that will enable me to grow spiritually and to be hearing and knowing how to walk. The walk of faith. So, so many believers stop believing when they give their hearts to the desires of the things of the world. They started taking messages on prosperity. Naming and claiming. Sowing of seed and so God can multiply it. The moment they did that, they stopped heeding to the lost words that you cannot serve both God and world. You cannot serve both God and money. Some think they are smart. They straddle like the Israelites. We are serving God faithfully. We are our resources are to promote the kingdom. But that's not the point. The issue is, what doctrines are you teaching or have you embraced as you pursue the issues of life, as you serve, as you do things in your community? Are you on the one hand building cathedrals, at the same time you are destroying so many with doctrines of demons, doctrines of naming and claiming, worldly prosperity? You can't it's not for if, if God sacked Israel, he will also sack you. Because of that failure, that's the failure to embrace Christ, him crucified and resurrected. Because of that mishmash of Christ and money. They let their eyes open for infiltration of mammon now. The real agent, the real God of money. They let their hearts in. That's why many churches today, what if you went to one of those, you had Muslims just about how you can prosper. That's why the mindset of most Christians in the world today is about making money. And what is sad is that, what money do you guys have? The unbelievers are the ones who have the wealth of the world. doesn't belong to you. They know the principles and they follow it. The richest men in the world I have, I don't happen to know that any of them is a believer. So there's something that is wrong somewhere. When you, you went to church today, and when you know poverty is not my lot, what does it mean by poverty? He said, godliness with contentment is great gain. So if I today walk across there and buy a loaf of bread and eat, and I'm contented as a child of God, I am richer than anybody in the world who had a went to a five-star hotel and took a 30 cost dinner. That's the truth of the matter. That's why those who have continued to pursue till the day they die, they are pursuing because they are like the grave. They are never satisfied. They don't tell you this from the pulpits because they want you to bring in so that your pastors can buy those new cars, build new houses, and ride those expensive jets. That's why they can't tell you the truth. But the moment you pursue worldly prosperity, you are leaving your heart open for the infiltration of mammon. Then you begin to pursue money and say everything, picking those scriptures only that you think you can use to force God to give you money. And from the moment that mammon infiltrates you, meaning you are now possessed, yes, the loss of the things of the flesh will be reawakened. Those things that you buried with Christ when you, when you are immersed in water. When you come up again and you begin to desire only things that are dead to your spirit. You no longer desire the things that are eternal. You begin to rationalize and justify. (sighs) 
When the new master mammon comes into the lives of those who have fallen, they begin to walk in the flesh. In fact, their walk in the flesh is worse than that of the unbeliever because they are so ravenous. When they are pursuing money, and then suddenly you hear them preaching the insufficiency of Christ's sacrifice. That means Christ's sacrifice is not sufficient. We have to help him. We have to do works. We give, we give, we give. The giving is not out of their heart. It's the giving to show God that they are serving God. Works righteousness. The brother preach it. They have embraced mammon. Because when you preach that your works will help you to go to heaven by paying tight, you have lost faith in Christ. Only my faith in Christ will take me to heaven, not anything else. Through good works, one can get more righteous and those wrong. Only when Christ in me is doing those works selflessly, that is when it is counted for you and me. Those who preach works righteousness forget that faith rags is what God described as when we walk. Because our mind is we're doing this for God. No. Let Christ in you, if you have truly died yourself, do the work of that Christ wants to do. Not what you want to do. The Christ indwelling you and I is supposed to lead us to do the things that need to be done or not do. The Holy Spirit indwelling us guides us in all our giving and doing. Not quoting one law from the Bible because the moment you quote the law, you become under the law and then you are done. I plead with you all who have had this message today. Remember, Jesus is the only name that saves. Only he saved you and I from death. And only he will take us in his hand. He said, of all my father has given me, no one can snatch them from my hand. So when you come as on the cross and embrace him, you are in his hands. Nobody can snatch it from you. And he will carry you. Right from that moment to eternal life. The moment you begin to pursue things in the world, that's when you lose. And you begin to embrace doctrines of mammon. Because mammon is very active today. Of all the evil spirits in the world today, mammon is most, the most powerful. Remember, Satan is his master. But he has ceded that authority to mammon. And mammon is in charge of the world. Mammon is in charge of the world and the churches have embraced mammon. But the more you shout more about Jesus, as we sing this song, each day as you embrace him, you shout more about Jesus. Let your thoughts be always about the Savior who died for you and I. When you do, and I do, His grace continues to multiply in our lives and begin to stand up and begin to glorify His name and magnify His name. The same way Peter stood up before the Sanhedrin, the Jewish council, and told them there is no other name under heaven by which any human being can be saved. He looked them in the eyes. The teachers of the law, the great priests, and told them, more like all of you, you are just wasting your time. There's only one name in heaven, on earth, beneath the earth, that can save Jesus Christ. So you and I must continue to shout that name, but not just shouting, but live in accordance with his commands and not make a mishmash of money and Christ. It's an insult. So we're going to sing this song, and I want you to. 
Sing this song try this week. And see the grace of God has going to multiply in your life. Because when you sing it and mean it, you will begin to understand. Praise the Lord. More about Jesus would I know. That's what I want to know. More of his saving grace so I can show it to others. More of his saving fullness to see. More of his love for the one who died for me. More. More about Jesus. That's my heart desire. More, more about Jesus. I can never have enough of Jesus in me. More of his saving fullness I need to see and I see it all times. More of his love who died for me. That also should be a desire. More about Jesus I want to learn each day, each moment. More of his holy will to discern. I want to discern where he's leading me. Spirit of God in me. My teacher be. Showing the things of Christ to me. More and more about Jesus should be a refrain today. Should be about Jesus in your life. More of his saving grace, fullness to see. More of his love because he died for you. More about Jesus in his word. In the word of God, in the Bible. Holding communion with my Lord, just as we are doing now. Hearing his voice in every line of the word of God. Making each faithful saying, mine. More, more about Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More, more about Jesus, Father God. More of his saving fullness. Fill me, Lord, with his love. And fill all who are hearing this broadcast too, my Father, my God, with the love of Christ. More about Jesus who is on his throne at the right hand of Father God. Riches in glory all his own to give to all who are faithful. More of his kingdom show increase. More of his coming, Prince of Peace, who is about to come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for your grace. Thank you, Father God, for Jesus, your Son. Thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit you have given us to guide us. My Father, my God, I'm praying today for all who have heard and who will hear this message or watch this broadcast. May your bountiful grace and abundance be theirs. And I mean abundance of the glory of God to dwell in your house so that they only look up and never look down. They will descend the things of this world and desired and determined to inherit that eternal life which you have promised all who are faithful. Rebuke the devourer for their sex, Lord. That anyone that has been influenced by mom and Lord this day as they hear this message, it will be broken in Jesus' name. They will be free from the clutches of Satan's agents in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, let your spirit move in the lives of all your children and let by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus break every yoke in their lives that they be free to serve you, my Father, my God, and to believe in the only name that saves Jesus Christ. Those who have not known your name, Lord, if they hear this message, Father, Father, let it be that one that will break the yokes in the dungeon so that they will come out from the dungeon and embrace your son, Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise, all the glory for today. 
and for the weak and for our lives. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. By His grace, we see you next Sunday. Please start a watch party. Share these messages. They will help somebody.